0: Hi, you're with julian on the brown notes and uh, i'll be not doing that many more um album reviews this year because i normally do my albums of the year films of the year best and and um tracks of the year in the last three radio shows of the year but um i've been doing my top 200 tracks of all time to celebrate my 50th birthday i'll post links on this uh, youtube channel but um it's just a radio thing and it's ending the week before christmas so it's uh, kind of cut things off. But a review of Daphne and the album Cherry Daphne is one of the main projects from Canadian electronic uh, stalwart Dan Snaith, based in London. Most analogous to me to Nicholas Jar, who's going to come up in the next album review, um, in the fact that he records under a number of uh, main monikers, like jar has Got Dark Side and his so- solo stuff. And he broke through significantly. Well, for me, I really liked the album Swim in 2010. I thought that was actually a lot better an album than Our Love, which got all the acclaim. And the Can't Do Without You track, obviously, was one of the greatest of this century. But um, I preferred the previous album. I actually thought that was better. And I really liked Suddenly, his last album. And he hasn't done um, as much as Daphne. And the Nicholas Jar comparison there goes with, is it the AA? I can't remember. Nicholas Jarre's got a dance project. So he does his sculpted solo albums and then he does his floor, floor bangers that are usually singles. And he's released two compilations under that name that have been absolutely superb. I think this is an album, as in it was created for the album rather than Jarre's collected over, you know, three years worth of. Um, dance floor singles under what against all logic against all logic is a nicholas jar project two really good albums particularly the last one but i think this was all made for this album called cherry so his last album as caribou came out in 2020 and jolly mike came out in 2017 but he's only done one other studio album as daphne geelong in 2012 so cherry is the first prominent release for the Daphne for most of the modern era listeners. And uh, what an album it is. So I think with a lot of people I would have gone on the uh, bandwagon of saying that his solo albums are quite polite um and can be a little bit too polite um even though they've been very good um i guess you know you'd amp up the the level of experimentation and atmosphere and uh, energy levels and stuff which is exactly what the daphne project should have as its um, dance floor stuff and the album definitely lives up to that um there is a wild range of catnip for me electronic music influences uh i like nearly all of them um so you've got the opener arrows got um not for the last time Fortet, who is also one of these people that delves into a lot of um external sources whether they're old or whether they're foreign um not so much on the foreign here as there is on the uh, trawling through dance music's history from the 90s um it's got a lot of energy it's got some um the snares the sort of almost militaristic strobing snares is another continual reference point as is orbital and particularly the more sort of high energy less stately orbital tracks a lot of um early 90s dance music coming in plastic man the is it richard hawkins or is that the atheist guy whoever plastic man was again those snares um, and the acid bass lines that come through a few times as well. Got that early um, sort of 90s vibe, and a lot of the tracks are only around the three minute mark. A couple push out a little further, but also a couple were under two minutes. Um, it's got a real old school techno feel to it. Um, I won't go through every single track on there. It's It plays like a mixtape, a DJ mixtape, not a rap mixtape in that um and and i love this about it most in that it sounds like he's live mixing in so that a track will be going along and it will sound like he's mixing in another track for the drum pattern and it feels like that so it feels like a dj mix and that really helps as well i thought that really sort of layered it um and made it really interesting to listen to and he drops away from that sort of high energy drum bass stuff uh, tracks four and five art blocks and falling are just arpeggiated almost synths Uh, something as well that orbital used to do around the time of their breton album um which is a nice sort of palette cleanser no percussion at all and um i saw a track that only lasts a minute sorry i should have said crimson and art blocks um And Cherry was quite, is uh, the second longest track, the title track, uh, track two. But um, Falling is only a minute 13 long, and it brings in feel to disco, and I so wanted it to go on longer. I really hope that that is a fragment of a track he's going to release, or maybe he has released. Got this Daft Punk voice, human voice coming in. Um, Only a minute and 13 seconds of it, but you're like, no, come on, no. And the seven... um, mania um references sasha's expander arguably the greatest moment in trance history arguably the greatest arpeggiated synth line in history um, great references in this and a really good pacing as well um, take two full-blown uh, disco odyssey in three minutes and 20 seconds which is fabulous um, and a UK garage feel like sort of 4am on uh, Clavicle um, real sort of uh, Take No Prisoners sort of vibe to it I thought this was brilliant and I thought the sort of tracks uh, Cloudy, Carplus, and Amber which are 11, 12 and 13 out of a 14 track album were the most boring um, I just thought that they sort of um, the other tracks go on these odysseys and they're only like three minutes long and they achieve a lot whereas these sort of reach holding patterns very quickly and they're not bad i just didn't think that they were they brought the album down a little bit for me um because um, one of them is like the longest track cloudy six minutes 52 and it's got um it's got interesting elements but the other ones you're not even done processing one element before another one arrives and they arrive in waves Here it's more like the song exists in the same template for too long uh, and I felt that for those three tracks in a row. And then they introduce an element that isn't quite as enthralling or compelling as the previous tracks. So 3 out of 14 for me was a little bit of a downer uh, and probably not the the score back because otherwise it was really, really cool to hear Dan Snaith away from being that tasteful Dan Snaith of of Caribou and sort of ramping it up just the way that Nicholas Jarre does with Against All Logic. So a great album. I mean, it's only, uh, you know, towards the very end that it becomes middling um, and it would have got a higher score. But I'm going to give Daphne's Cherry an 8.5 out of 10.